GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to Gibraltar Today. I'm Jonathan Scott. In this episode, we have Island Games drama and poetry on the last day of competition in Guernsey. And how dangerous could the force used to open a can of soft drink be if used to strangle someone? Our reporter Katie Docker has the answer. But first... The Shadow Minister for Finance has criticised the government for budgeting £125 million for the Health Authority this financial year, when the average expenditure for the past two years has been £148 million. Roy Clinton told me the government's approach of underestimating and then coming back to Parliament to seek further monies year after year simply undermines the budget process. Uh, We've had a long-standing position as to... Uh, the the off-balance sheet activities of the government uh, for a number of years now. Uh, Things like credit finance, uh, the the mortgaging of the housing estates for £300 million, all sorts of activities which never went through the books of the government. In that that respect, we just don't think the books reflect the true picture. And this year, being an election year, obviously, uh, the, the estimates book that's been presented has a rather optimistic uh, surplus of two and a half million uh, for the forthcoming year, which we just do not think is realistic at all. And and we heard the leader of the opposition explain, for example, on the health authority that um, the predicted spending is unrealistic, um, even though the government says, well, it's it's um, demand driven, so we don't know how ill people are going to be and and how much we're going to have to therefore pay uh, for the health service. Um, your argument is that it's just, yes, that's true to a certain extent, but but looking at what we know has happened this year, it's just not a realistic expectation. Well, they've knocked off something like uh, 20-odd million compared to last year's actual expenditure. And, look, it doesn't take a genius to work this out. If you go back the last two years, on average, the spend was about 148 million a year. Um, It is demand-led, and we know that. But the demand on health care is increasing. It's not decreasing. And therefore, you should be putting in a realistic expectation. I mean, actuaries do this all the time. You, you take a view of what's happened in the past. And, and on that basis, any reasonable person would say, well, look, the budgeted number for GHA should be higher. And if you make it 20 million higher, that, that evaporates your two and a half million surplus. So, in short, the government says that it will be back in the black, which effectively means that next year uh, the government is expecting to bring in more money than it will need to pay out, which is obviously the position that everybody wants to be in and, and everybody wants our government to be in. Um, but but you're saying that that expectation is on is built on false numbers. I wouldn't say, I mean, false is a strong word. I would just say unrealistic numbers. Um, you know, anybody who, who does a household budget doesn't unrealistically uh, budget that monthly expenditure because at the end of the day, they're never going to have to pay for it anyway. So uh, when they come to the house with the estimates book, it, that is actually the basis for what is called the appropriation bill, uh, which is actually a piece of legislation which sets out how much government departments are legally allowed to spend each year. Um, and so it's important that we get those numbers right. But if the government comes to the House in an election year with estimates which are obviously unrealistic, um, it kind of defeats the object of the exercise. 
So the amount that the government can spend and the amount the government can well can borrow in particular, if I can move to that, is is, um, is linked to the size of the economy, which is growing. Uh, the debt ceiling is 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 a percentage of the economy. Is that correct? Well, look, I mean, we 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 had a, a, a interesting exchange in the house about this because historically, and I don't want to bore your audience too much, there was a another older limit which was. 80% of your previous year's recurrent revenue. This is what Fabian was complaining about in 2011, how terrible it was. But of course, he abolished that limit for the much higher, I mean much, much higher limit of 80% of GDP. So when he boasts of having 1 billion of borrowing capacity in total, um, you can't compare it to the position uh, when the GSD left government, when it was limited to a much lower number. So the government today can legally borrow much more than Peter Caruana's government was able I, to at the time? Yes. I mean, I haven't done the maths, but I would say yes. Um, and, of course, as GDP keeps on growing, uh, that ceiling grows too. But as Joe Bosano has said on several occasions now, just because the economy is growing doesn't mean to say that public finances are improving. Okay, so do you have, um, you, you, I mean, you have, uh, looking at your budget speech, you have done your own numbers. Uh, so even though the the government submits one set of accounts and says this is how Gibraltar and, and Gibraltar's public service has done, um, you have uh, gone further than that and you've tried to include the government-owned companies and, and, and their borrowing and factored that in. Yes. Uh, and tell us what picture you think that gives you. Well, look, the, the official direct direct gross uh, government debt, and I, I think I can't remember off the top of my head, I think it's about £872 million pounds yep. or thereabout. Eight, 872.7. All right, not far out. Um, and then what you're going to do is add all these other entities, which I, I do every year. You have 400 million credit finance, 300 million for the mortgage of the housing estates, 165 million in the 50-50s. Um, this year I've added in another 110 million uh, in respect of what Sir Joe has taken out of the savings bank. Uh, 40 million for GSBA, mm. which is funding uh, the Rook site and other elements of his national economic plan. Uh, and then 70 million for Gibraltar Properties Limited, which they, they simply will not tell me what they're doing with that money. Um, in Parliament this week, we heard the hospital was bought with a loan of 16.2 million, which went through, I think, GCP investments. And then there are some other loans, like for the power station, of about 50 million, uh, some car parks, 20 odd million. So when you add it all up, it actually comes to a number uh, which is quite substantial something like a billion uh, and, and 60 or 70. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Mm. So it's, it's, it, it's, it is significant compared to the direct borrowing. Yeah, so I, I, I've got a copy of your uh, budget speech. So it, it says uh, 1.060, uh, so yes, 1,050,58, if you like, um, million pounds worth of borrowing. No? So exactly. effectively 1.060 billion pounds worth of indirect gross debt exactly and then when you add that to the direct debt you end up with a number 1.9 billion pounds but what is, is more concerning to me now is that the uh, is that where, where is that within the 80 percent threshold of the uh, total well, size of the economy well i think if we do the maths i think fabian said his uh, just, just about no 
No, no he's, he's breached right it over. by a factor of two. Oh, wow. Uh, um, I think he said in his budget speech he had uh, 1 billion and 32 or something like that, or something in that order. Right. If you add the indirect debt, that's 1.9 billion compared to one. So he would well breached it. Hmm. And even that 1 billion compared to the official direct gross debt, although, again, technically it should be measured on a net debt basis, uh, but for simplification, let's use a gross. Um, he would have 300 million more capacities to borrow. But let's be clear, that is just capacity to borrow without reference to resolution of the house. Mm. Um, technically, theoretically, uh, you know, there is no limit on what Parliament can borrow. Parliament but could approve more. It could approve more. Yeah, yeah. But, but what I was about to say is what's concerning to me is that the, the 500 million uh, UK guaranteed facility, uh, which expires on the 3rd of December this year, I thought was going to be rolled over or some kind of refinancing arranged for 20, 26 years, which the chief minister had indicated uh, he was trying to do last year. He came to parliament this uh, week and he said, it's going to be rolled over for three years, three years. And, and I think that's really not sufficient. But no, but he did say that because he thought that the uh, negotiating a 25 year deal now would not be in our long term interest because uh, well, because we'll be able uh, to get better rates in two or three years. Well, look, if he if he can actually predict that with any accuracy, I'll borrow his crystal ball. Like I really don't buy that argument. I think it's just uh, smoke and mirrors. You know, it's much better to renegotiate the whole 25 million facility in a form that that is actually affordable. He, his maths just don't make sense. He says he's going to be setting aside 10% of budget surpluses to repay the COVID loan. Now, the COVID loan at the moment, if you want to call it that, is 425 million gross. 425 million over 25 years, that's 17 million a year. Where is he going to get 17 million pounds a year from? And if he says it's 10% of surpluses, well, hang on a minute. He, he'd then have to find 170 million of the surpluses. So, okay, so, so let's try and simplify it then before we uh, run out of time, Mr. Clinton. As the shadow public finance minister, what do you think people need to know uh, about your opposition, the, the GSD opposition's take on public finances? Should we be worried about the amount of money that Gibraltar has borrowed as a, as a government? Well, I think what, what, what's important is that the government should have a repayment plan. And the government has not set out a clear repayment plan. And what is evident from uh, what we've seen this week is that, you know, despite the chief minister's claims, he hasn't restored financial stability. And Sir Joe this week said, look, you know, um, things are not rosy out there. So I'm not going to paint a bleak picture, but I, I would say that um, the the the... We're not out of the woods yet. And um, and very finally, still on the grey list, are you confident that that's going to be reversed in the coming months? Well, look, I've asked that question in the House, and, and the Honourable <laughs> Minister Arbelisler has said categorically on the record he is 100% confident will be delisted by October. Fingers crossed. Well, I hope it's more than just fingers. <laughs> on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television... Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Let's say good afternoon to Katie Docker, our reporter, uh, who's been looking at the new domestic abuse legislation and speaking to the police about it. It really is a game changer for police. 
when it comes to combating domestic abuse and helping victims. Uh, this is Mary De Santos of the RGP's domestic abuse team. At the moment, particularly around the non-fatal strangulation offences, we have been limited to being able to charge offenders with common assault and actual bodily harm. Now we have an actual offence which is better suited to what that offence actually means. Because, make no mistake, this offence is about fear and it's about power. And unlike the UK, whose maximum penalty is five years, our maximum penalty is seven because the Minister of Justice felt so strongly about this offence and the effects this offence can have on the victim that she felt that it deserved the stronger punishment. Police Sergeant Mary De Santos speaking to GBC reporter Katie Docker, who's here with us in the Radio Gibraltar studios. Katie? Yes, yeah, so an interesting and somewhat alarming fact about strangulation I learned from Mary is that the force used just to open a can of Coke is five times the force needed to strangle someone into unconsciousness. So yeah, it really, yeah. It's quite scary. It, it can is happen scary. very easily then. Yeah, it really doesn't take much. And I thought that kind of comparison was really eye-opening. And I just want to remind anyone listening to this that they really don't need to suffer in silence. Mary, who heads up the domestic abuse team, is fantastic. And I have every faith that she'll do all she can to help you. And you can contact the RGP on 200 seven two five hundred or in an emergency you can call one nine nine so people are there if you if you, if you need them gibraltar today with jonathan scott we're also following what's happening in guernsey very closely as you know uh, today's the last day of action there at the island games it's been dubbed fantastic friday uh, so um there's plenty happening and um and we've been speaking to somebody who's just managed to this morning secure a bronze medal uh, in the women's half marathon our reporter sp- uh, sp- sports reporter davy wilson managed to catch up with kim baglietto right on the finish line Quick, get those waves in, Kim. Mums, dads, everyone's here. Kim, what an amazing result. A bronze medal for Bagliato. Just talk me through that, that feeling. I mean, I really wanted a medal at these games and I was a bit disappointed after the 10,000 to finish in fourth. So I was really, really digging deep today to hold up for third and the two girls in front really helped push the pace along. I had about, as it was five laps and on the fifth lap they started to pick up, I just didn't have the legs. So I just, I just saw Kim let them go and hold on for third. And I'm really happy with that. <laughs> it's, I mean, I know it's supposed you know, it's a stunning setting, wonderful crowd down there. And that really helps push you on. And you're right, the pace went off electric, which, Obviously helped for you going into the second part of the race. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, the pace was quite nice, actually, the first couple of laps. And then I thought I need to break here. So I decided to pick up and we broke away in a group of four, I think. And then the girl who came forth dropped back. And what was the toughest part, you know, going, was going south, going north? south into the wind. It was horrible. We tried to hide behind the two in front of you. We sort of took it in turns. I took the third lap. The other one took the fourth lap and the other one took the fifth lap. Um, they really does take it out of you. The crowd was fantastic, they really. So. Do you know what? I, I, and I see it, and I've got a bit of emotion myself. You, just what you said there, when you crossed the finish line, I got quite emotional to see the three leaders. Sorry. You all hugged each other like it meant so much. Yeah, I mean, we've known each other from quite a few games. I've known Rachel, the race winner, since uh, all in 2009. And Charlie won it in Gibraltar in 2019. So we've competed against each other before. So there's a friendship there as well. It's not just competitors. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. 
five Gibraltarians have been selected for the Pocket Island Poetry Challenge. Yesterday we heard from Mike Nichols, and this now is Giordano Durante, who has written and voiced a piece on the Levante. Levante. Sea-flanked battleground for cawing gulls and arrowhead swifts that swim through the airless morning. Grey, fluff-muffled world and the orange lights of bulk carriers, their base horns filling the static fog. Their superstructures disembodied, like the faraway towers of a city shedding its parts to the veiled bay. And other binmen now showered and in bed, fragrant next to waking wives, their eyelids heavy with beads of sweat. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.